Hi there, and welcome to the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. In this podcast, we share all things Nordic and natural, such as Nordic skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-the-scenes stories. I am Sato Mäkinen, the founder of the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, and I will be your host in diving into these topics. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you won't miss the coming episodes. Alright everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. In today's episode I'll be talking with Maria Herkner, the founder of the award-nominated Swedish skincare brand MH Face Oil and the brand's trusted product development advisor Anki Hindeval. In the episode Maria shares her behind-the-scenes stories of creating a natural skincare brand as well as her thoughts on how design can help in communication, such as presenting a product's ingredients. Together with Maria and Anki, we will dive also deep into a discussion about the powerful natural ingredients used in MH Face Oils Cosmetics, as well as the importance of cosmetics industry regulations. These are very interesting topics indeed, so without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I would love to welcome you both to the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast, Maria and Anki. Thank you. Thank you. Perhaps we could start from your stories to let the listeners know who you are, who's with us in the studio today. So we do have the founder of MH Face Oil and another person. So uh, I'm Maria and uh, I created MH uh, Face Oil because I needed something creative, something more than just the daily job that I had. I sit a lot in front of the screen and I'm a designer, so I needed something uh, also to maybe one day get out of the squirrel wheel, to have something, to have a physical product, something that you can touch and feel. Actually, I listened to the podcast, uh, the Nordic Natural Beauty Award podcast, I listened to the episode uh, when Humble talked about getting out of the squirrel wheel. I can only rely to the founder of Humble uh, was talking about that. And they had actually moved out for the squirrel wheel, both mentally and physically, getting out from a big city and starting to growing Humble and creating products. So I was really relating to that, mm. uh, something that I want to do someday, maybe. So I was like, uh, like desperately needed something to get out of the screen, and I happened to read a lot about natural oils, and that got me really, really interested in what they can achieve, and also that you can have different setups and different oils together to uh, create kind of magic to your skin, actually. And I was also really interested in having products myself not adding any chemicals and preservatives. So just wanted to dig into that field, actually. So I I felt like really creative in the process of making. So I started to make different mixtures and recipes and uh, kind of make different compositions, kind of when you make a perfume. I started to combine these like super oils together. So I created like a base of oils and then a bit middle and a top note, kind of. It's kind of the same way that you build up a perfume. Different kind of uh, combinations. And uh, I started to get friends and family. 
I bug them a lot, testing different formulas and have like kind of focus groups and different test persons. And still, I have many recipes on the shelves, so to say. But uh, these three first oils had to start somewhere. So I have three recipes. And when I come this far, when I have these three, I uh, found Anki. Uh, when I decided to give the products a try, but also when I felt that in this part of the process, when you want to getting the oils quality tested and registered in the right way, and, and that was too complicated for me. I was really into the creative part and to build up the recipes and testing them, but th- this registered part, I couldn't like manage that myself. So I needed someone really professional to to be able to help me continue my journey so Mm. i would say one thing is to have the ideas to test them and create them but then you need to do it the right way and to have them registered in the cpmp register and i simply needed help from anki she has been really supporting during this journey helping me to actually get the products uh, registered the right way Yes. Oh, thank you, Maria. It was a pleasure and very useful to me too, because I also was in the startup with my company. And my background is from the start, I'm a chemical engineer. I started to work with research and development in the pharmaceutical industry for 10 years. And this gave me a very good base to understand different of ingredients and how to put them together to get the best product. And then I became curious about the cosmetic industry. So I started working as a product developer with different hair products and different types of soaps. I was curious and wanted to learn more about the skincare products and how important it is to choose the right ingredients because what we put on our skin ends up staying under your skin. So what we apply to the skin is as important as what we eat. And today I have my company, Inky Validation, where I offer the product information documents for the cosmetic products and and also uh, help to uh, register the CPMP. And not least of all, the guide uh, all the beginners, as Maria was on the right path, because it's not easy to know what to do and how to do with the first cosmetic products. So it can be very complicated to understand all the regulation because there is a lot of guidance along the way. So this is um, what I do. So and this is my background. It's really interesting. I mean, obviously in the Nordics, I suppose Sweden and Finland, for example, are pretty much similar when it comes to registrations and all this. And obviously in the European Union, you have very strict laws. Yeah. So it's amazing to have someone around that can show you the way yes to make everything correct and right and this is something a topic really we haven't really talked about in the podcast so it would be nice to to know a little bit deeper about how does the process look like and what kind of things you have to take into consideration and and everything it starts with an id from the start so every product starts with an id so the product development is is the process of developing an id 
into a new product or improving an already existing products on the market. So it's an intensive uh, period in, in the start to uh, research a lot. And you have to make you some questions from the beginning. What the, what the benefit does the customer from the product have if there even is a need? And does any similar product already exist or is it a real innovation? So how can the best possibly powerfully implemented? So when these companies are carefully researched, the product concept can be finalized. So this is the start. <laughs> so this is the, the most difficult is to uh, have a, a very good idea. And after that, uh, this time for the, the product development is to choose the right material for the base of the product. You have to look at uh, which material to use and which to avoid, physical and chemical properties, which of the raw materials can be combined to manufacturing the most effective product. And it's, it's a lot of focus on the, on the ingredients. How is the data situation? Are there approved studies on these ingredients and so on? So this is a very important part of the development, is to study the ingredients. So some advice is uh, ask for documentation on the raw materials from the suppliers on early stage. But this can help you to, to learn more about the raw material that you choose and and also save a lot of time. So which materials shall I not use and which shall I use? So this is important. After choosing the right materials for the base of the product and the final evolution and the ingredients, first then the laboratory approaches are made. And, and this usually takes several months to arrive at the final formulation. What is important to consider is uh, what is the effect of the product? Is it visually speaking? How does it smell, the color, appearance, and texture? Is the application nice? So there is a lot of things to look at before. Then when you have your formulation, it's time for the test methods for the quality assurance. So you, you must pass many test methods to ensure its physical and microbiological stability. And this is carried out to uh, verify and determine the durability of the products. And this, depending on the product, the test time may vary, usually three to six months. It's take times. And, um, and to mention some tests are, you look at the is, um, appearance, the texture, the other, the color. The foamability, if you uh, have a shampoo or a liquid soap. And even so, the product is exposed to light since the variety of products change in color and, uh, and on the when they are exposed to light. So is it always important to looking at the packaging test between the product and the packaging? Because the packaging may, for example, can be discolored by the product's contents leakage or moisture and temperature and also the label of the packaging must be secure and not fall off the packaging because there you have a lot of uh, information to the consumer so this is also important and microbiological test 
this is a special test for preservative suitability. So there are a lot of tests to do before you can say uh, you have your final product. So when you have absorbed changes uh, and they are within acceptable limits, it can be concluded that the formula has passed stability testing. And now they can uh, predict the product's uh, actual durability. So this is a lot of things to do before uh, you are ready to the results from all the tests to, and the packaging artwork. So then they shall go into the product information file. So there is a lot of work before, and then you also have to uh, the notify of cosmetic products and the AU to CPMP, the Cosmetic Product Notification Portal. So this notification must be made before the product is released on the market. A lot to get through before you have your product ready on the market, but I will soon put on these I have talked about on my webpage. So maybe it can be useful for those who are at the startup. So I wish everyone good luck and, and don't give up because uh, you can manage. Oh my God, so interesting. Amazing that you found, okay, I understand now why why you have her on board. But it's, it's also interesting that you said that it's good to start thinking about official things already when you have an idea, when you're starting to look for the ingredients and all, because... Obviously, that's where it all starts from. That gave me a thought that perhaps we can talk a little bit about the ingredients that you use in the products, Maria and Anki. Of course, I know you have so many powerful ingredients. And yeah, actually, the first oil I was creating was the one I'm calling One Plus Five, and that was made during uh, the winter season. I was experimenting with different kind of magic oils as the nordic winter can be quite crucial to your skin and face <laughs> so the first recipe i had uh, a lot of prickly pear seed oil in it uh, as a main character and that was the oil i really fell in love with in that sense to have something extra for skin in, in the winter time and i also wanted to uh, create something special and luxurious with that oil so I started to investigate and create different batches and variations of it so this was nothing that just happened during overnight so to say it takes time to actually find the right combination and uh, which kind of oils that goes uh, fine together so one plus five also contains another favorite the rosehip oils that had a lot of a vitamins into it and uh, it has like a tone of orange and it makes a nice natural go-to face as well. So that was the one plus five uh, oil. And uh, then I created another one, two, two, two oil was created when I find the ingredients boraged in Swedish that it's gurkurt, so cucumber flower. <laughs> and it actually have like a, like a small scent of it as well. So. And I kind of uh, liked that as well, as it was also like a dry oil and quick, quickly absorbed to the skin. The same as avocado has, has this really good absorptive uh, kind of feeling that you don't want to have like a extra layer on your skin when it comes to an oil. So the 222 was also combined with kind of two 
base oils and two middle oils and uh, two oils that take smaller place in the oil. So I also had raspberry oil seed in this that has a lot of vitamin E that is also particularly known and suitable as an ingredient for anti-aging products. That was the idea for the 222 to be like an extra booster with this uh, borage and raspberry seed. Then I found the ingredients back shawl that I really liked and I felt that want to <laughs> create the oil on, with that one as well as uh, that is actually kind of oil that is called like a nature retinol uh, they can improve the, like the skin tone and, and elasticity and firmness and also reduce sign of aging and that's a really really nice oil and it goes really good also with avocado oil going into your skin really fast as well so and I had a composition together with a little bit of vanilla in that one because that subtitle smell from Bakishol itself that had like a like the own scent. It's hard to like describe the Bakishol smell, but together with vanilla, it was they married. <laughs> I know the feeling of vanilla is like like a homecoming uh, feeling. It's like maybe like a cinnamon bun feeling coming home kind of smell. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So they're all the whole collection, all the three oils. And I really love the kind of the concept that you had from the design point of view that you can really see the ingredients also in the name of the product. Would you like to share where that came from? And Yeah, yes, I can do that. And that was actually because I think you can only relate on when you uh, want to know what you have in the product it's kind of hard to as Anki mentioned you have to have the INSEE description and that is kind of hard for like you and me to just know what that means so I wanted to create it more like visually and easy to understand what the actually ingredients was in each and every product so the idea was actually to have uh, more of some of the oils uh, as a base and then add the, like the middle kind of oils and then have some some that it's not so much of. So that combined together, I wanted also to make it more visually. So so I have a, actually I've written out every kind of uh, oil in each and every product. So it's it's visually on the labeling. So very important to make it more more visually and easy for people to see what they actually contains that's visually such a good idea and so but of course the easy list have to be there from the legal perspectives i'm sure anki knows a lot about that so but yeah it's probably helping helping the consumer as well i would have a question um what are your thoughts about the future of the beauty industry. I mean, obviously, since you have started your own natural beauty brand, it makes sense that you have a very positive view for the future and vision as well. Would you both like to share your, your thoughts? I can start. I think the suitability is in focus. Uh, beauty products with eco-friendly packaging and uh, yeah, eco products. People are more aware today or what they use for products, more natural raw materials and uh, choices in their products. And, uh, and beauty products with good environmental choices, uh, health problems and natural destruction are not what uh, you expect on the shelf in your bathroom. I think this is more in the future in the beauty industry. What do you think? Do we learn? 
to read insulists or do the insulists change so that we can understand them? I, I have actually, I have seen uh, that is more and more products that actually have in parentheses, they have what it is. So if it's INSEE and then it's in parentheses that it's maybe avocado oil or something, that is maybe something that has to change because it's really hard of course you can google it and find out and but still it's it's often it's such a small text as well so that was something that i also wanted to make uh more clear because i don't have anything more in in the oils that is actually outwritten so and that's only a good thing <laughs> I think the the natural ingredients it's it's upcoming and uh, I think people are getting more and more aware they want to have more like smart products as well and I can see that they don't want to use so many products maybe fewer products that can give you more so to say and and that was something that I also wanted to have in the oils that you can actually have many different oils that can combine do do magic together so that was something that i also wanted to have in, in the products from an environmental perspective that maybe you don't want to buy so many products and have bathroom shelves full of different uh, products that you actually don't use myself i, I try to cut down and and <laughs> only use a few face oils myself <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure you have a collection yeah but also i i'm really interested in this and it's something that i i want to have uh, as well as a product i hope in the near future the oil cleanser and oil to milk and and that kind of products as well so i think maybe fewer products and and more nature and eco-friendly and yeah mm. How do you see the, the change going in Sweden? How is the natural skincare industry and ecological scene changing in Sweden? I think the larger like beauty providers and, and the e-commerce, they are starting to think like that as well. So they have like, they really lift the eco-friendly and uh, minimum waste kind of products and make them like a focus area on their websites as well. I think the same goes for the physical stores. They know as well that this will be probably a focus area for the future. So I think it's becoming more and more visually as well. Yeah, that's nice to hear that the bigger players notice as well, because obviously that has been something that the smaller makers have been trying to prove for quite a while. So, I mean, it's quite a global trend at the moment. So Yeah, people are getting more and more aware. So... It's really important that you like take your own responsibility, and I think that's where the, where the future heading. Organizing these awards, I mean, now we're on the third season, and I already see the change of the number of natural brands in the Nordics and the scale of them. I mean, that has changed a lot already in three years, so that's such a short period of time. I don't know if the pandemic also changed something that people start to think differently, but the way is to the greener future. But if we talk uh, briefly about the products that you make, where can people find them, buy them, and where can people follow you as well and get all the updates? We're really small and uh, 
everything is made in really limited production and some of them are made like after orders so this is something that also it limits the shelf kind of setup it's more freshly made as well so you can only order them at uh, mhfacial.se at the moment uh, via instagram of course and mail if for bigger orders yeah and you can find mhfacial on the website and also on instagram mhfacial exactly very simply i will link all the handles below in the show notes so whoever is very excited now can click directly from there i love to thank you both for taking the time and sharing knowledge as well i mean there's a lot of new information even for me so very lovely to thank you so much and i wish you the best of luck for the awards thank you so much yes thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the nordic natural beauty podcast make sure you have subscribed or you follow the podcast so you won't miss the coming episodes If you know someone that would love to know more about the subjects that we're discussing in this podcast, please share this episode. We will keep sharing all things Nordic and natural, such as Nordic skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-scenes stories. You can follow the Nordic Natural Beauty Journey also on our Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest pages, simply at Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, and on Twitter at NNB Awards. Until next week, bye-bye!